0: Thanks for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time, or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators.
1: Talking about being spirit-led, which I think is fantastic. Just wanna start with this verse that sums it up pretty clearly in Romans 8, 14, it says, for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. It's real plain and simple there, isn't it? That all who are led by the spirit of God, it's those people that are the children of God. It works the other way around, that all children of God are those who are led by the spirit of God. That is one of the differentiators between the church and the rest of the world, is that it's not just we are normal people who have a Sunday attendance habit, who are just more moral than others in some cases. One of the distinct markers of the believer, of the church, is that we are people who are led not by our own desires or our own thoughts or our own kind of passions, that we are the people who are led by the Spirit of God. That is one of the things that should be honest. That is one of the things that we should be as Christians going, I want to be more and more led by the Spirit of God, less by my own opinions and preferences, my own desires going, well, I'd really like that, but it's in opposition to God. Oh, well, there's that whole grace thing, isn't there? So I can just come back to it, I'll look back. No, but we should be the people who desire in every setting, with our families, in our church, our small group, our business to be people led by the Spirit of God. I love how uh, this theologian, Keith Warrington, writes about this. He says this, it'll it'll be up on the screen. Uh, Many Christians who are, are, are only aware of a very small capacity of the Spirit's agenda for believers. Too often they think of him as Cinderella, who comes to the ball late, leaves early and deposits something small, precious, but small in their lives. Thereafter, like Cinderella, he must be searched for, we think in the hope that he may give more in the future. But too often, it is only seen as for the princely few, for the super spiritual, the super Christians, yeah? But he goes on, says, believers need to view the Holy Spirit as desiring to be their personal mentor, to recognize that he is committed to proactively transforming them providing limitless resources for them with regard to their salvation and their spirituality, including gifts for all to be used for the benefit of others and in partnership with Him. See, we have a weird view, maybe because of the name, maybe because of the kind of view that we've had from other people, is that the Holy Spirit is kind of, I like how it says Cinderella that arrives late to the ball, like we sometimes think late to the ball is like at the end of the service. You know, at the front, this is the ball. You come up the front, the Holy Spirit's here. And then when you leave, you just got to kind of wait until the next time there's a really spiritual service and the music kind of touches you. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're at the end of the ball again. Here he is, I found him. Uh, There to be found, sought after. Or we see him as, as I said, the, the princely few have access. Those royal, those really, you know, those super Christians, the ones that wake up early to pray, you know? ones that can remember verses, ones that drop Greek out, you know? (coughs) It's all right, I've got a couple here too. I'm not getting shown up. But the the few of us that we go, oh, if only I could, if only I was with God like they are, if only I could kind of tap into something that is so unheard of, so unique and foreign and far off. Oh, well, one day I might graduate there. Maybe one day I'll go to the right event at the right time in the right prayer meeting And who knows, or maybe I'll get the tingles and there it is, I've stepped into some super spirituality. Whereas who the Holy Spirit is, is what I'm gonna go into a little bit more. But His desire to be with every single one of us constantly, personally, for the sake of transformation and us working out the gift and the calling on our life. And for every single one of us. And we sometimes, I think many of us need to change our view of who He is. In fact, I've grown up in the church, I've been to a lot of settings, I, I, and I would say that we are very good at connecting with a lot of people, but sometimes we are really poor at connecting with the Holy Spirit. As believers, as churches, sometimes we just, we just go through the motions. But He desires a connection with us, this journey with us that is transformative. In fact, He is the only one that changes us from being just a random person to a believer. It is the Holy Spirit who grafts us into the body of Christ. It is the Holy Spirit who transforms us to be more and more like Jesus. It is there is no Christian walk without the Holy Spirit. In fact, Jesus is quoted here in John 14, verse 16, he says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate or helper. I will give you another one who will never leave you. Who will never leave you. You can't stop trying to run away. He's just. He'll never leave you. But notice here, Jesus says another. This word is interesting. There's kind of two words that's translated into our English word, which is another throughout the the New Testament uh, that Jesus could have used here. These Greek words are heteros and alos. And imagine this scenario for a second. I, I ask if you would like a piece of fruit. And you say, oh, that would be great. Thank you, Doug. I'd love a piece of fruit. And I go, here you go. Here's an apple. And you finish that, nom, nom, nom. And you, look, you don't look fully satisfied yet, so I go, hey, would you like another? And you go, oh, I'd love another, thank you. And here I go, I give you an orange. This is an example of heteros, another. I've given you another, of, uh, another piece of fruit, but of a different kind. I've given you another, just of a different kind, but it's in the same category. I gave you another piece of fruit. And this is heteros. This is not the word that Jesus used here. This is the word most of us use when we liken Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the Father together. We think of another of a different kind, a different version. But in fact, the word here is alos, which is the one where it says, hey, would you like another piece of fruit? You go, yes, and I give you another apple. Another of the same kind is the definition of it. And this is the word that Jesus uses regularly to describe who the Holy Spirit, who is the Father going to send? Who is Jesus asking the Father to give us? Not another of a different kind, Not, Lord, would you send something that is completely different to me, your son, and different to you, but would you send them another of the same kind? Would you give them exactly what they have right now? Maybe in a different form, but of the same kind. And so can I tell you, everything that you like about Jesus, you'll love about the Holy Spirit. When you're reading the gospels and you're learning about the person of Jesus, the son of God, the things that he did, you can quickly figure out what the desire of the holy spirit is in your life you go wouldn't it have been great to be in the disciples and just walk around and follow Jesus guess what he said he's never going to leave you you've got the option here and now to walk alongside the same spirit the same God not of a different kind not of a downgrade version the same one I love uh, when we understand these things, because I think that we, we put him in a different box and just kind of pursue in a different way. Jesus is saying that he and the Holy Spirit are of the same kind. And so I believe, As come on church, let's be people who pursue the things of the Holy Spirit, pursue him more and more in our life in the same way that if Jesus were here, we would take some time off work to go pursue him. But I find that too many Christians and myself, I'm guilty of this, is we paralyze our faith due to a, a restricted view of who the Holy Spirit is and his desire in our life. We paralyze our faith, we're not sure. And like I said, maybe if he got a different name that we understood a little bit better, or we've had experiences in different people or Christians or churches or things that have kind of made us see uh, see him and view him a certain way. We we get uncomfortable and we're not sure. So. Uh, But I've seen it so often, we paralyze this faith and restrict what he's doing. It's like we throw some handcuffs on him based on doubt or fear or uncertainty. And we put some handcuffs and kind of description, definition. He's got a job description that we are happy with and don't step outside of that barrier. And we kind of put these handcuffs on him because we don't fully understand, because we don't know what he's after, what he wants to do. It seems a little bit strange, a little bit odd. So we restrict him, but in doing so, we paralyze our faith, that we restrict what God is actually wanting to do in us and through us and seeing that transformation. If we want to experience his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven or to be sanctified or to see people healed, to see people more effectively discipled and reached for Jesus, it is only through the work of the Holy Spirit that these things happen. Now you see the kind of Confusion of why we would throw the handcuffs on and go, well, let's restrict him a little bit. I would even go to the point of saying in nearly every case, other than a few extraordinary circumstances, that there is a direct uh, correlation, a direct relationship to, to our understanding or our revelation of the Holy Spirit and his work in our life. Sometimes we lean hard on just wisdom and knowledge on morality and all of these different things, but it is the work of the Holy Spirit. Between the power of the Holy Spirit in our life and our view of who He is, we can restrict. In fact, Paul says in Thessalonians, he says, don't stifle the Holy Spirit. In other words, you can. We can stifle. You go, oh, you just you, no way that you could stop God from doing anything in your life. You go, well, Paul seems to suggest that there was something that could stifle him. And in your life, you are the only one who could. I'm suggesting church that we need to take these handcuffs off him. That if you wanna see him move more in your life, if you wanna be a, a miraculous member of the miracle working body, that we need to be people who take the handcuffs off and say, God, I, I won't fully understand you. And the day that I do, I am lying to myself, yeah? Oh, how miserable would it be to fully comprehend who God is and just go, well, there we go. Figured it all out. Um, but we need to take these cuffs off going, I'm not going to understand you and that's fine. But I'm going to walk by faith, following you, knowing that it is the best thing for me. That will you working in my life and, and sharpening me up, changing who I am from a sinner into a saint, not just spiritually, but I need to be, I, I want to be transformed into the image of Christ in every single way. I want to be more effective in seeing people come to know Jesus. Anyone else in this church? got a family member, a friend who doesn't know Christ, there you go, Lord, I want to see them come to know you, that their eternity matters too much, their life now matters too much for me to just cuff the Holy Spirit and say, well, we'll let whatever happens, happens. But no, come on, Lord, I wanna be more effective. I wanna see what you can do in me and through me, what your plan for me is to be. I need to change my view of who he is that I might experience have a different encounter a different experience through my life of what he wants to do. Church, we can lack a lot of things in our life and it's okay, but I pray that we never lack the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Our churches can lack a lot of things. We can do without a lot of things that we like, but we cannot lack in the presence of God. The living God has to be here in your life. The living God has to be there. You can lack a lot of things. You don't have to have the money, the status, the power, the fame, the knowledge, the the right words. You don't have to have a lot of those things, but you, can I just say, you need the presence of God. Don't go a day without it. Don't be okay just shoving him over in this section or leaving him for Sunday for someone to deliver in a package for you. Don't chase after and believe that he's coming at the end of the ball and he's like Cinderella, mystically on a hunt. No, come on, we need him. We need the presence of God. Our Christian life is in vain without the living God presently and actively working in our life. So I pray that we continue to pursue the things of God. Anyway, let's keep going. The Holy Spirit, He also gets translated into, uh, in English two different ways, <coughs> as spirit or as ghost. And in the songs that we sung this morning, it was both. You kind of got hit with both versions of those things. And sometimes the problem with this is that that it's not always the best reflection of, of what is meant when you research who He is and, and kind of the original words that were used uh, as names, as descriptors, but as also uh, name tags for Jesus, how He said, who I'm gonna send, who the Father was talking about, all the believers, they would use these words differently. In fact, over 800 times in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is mentioned and predominantly translated from two different, uh, languages original languages Hebrew and Greek there's a couple of others there as well but dominantly out of the 800 nearly all of them are used in these two languages and the Old Testament was as many of us would know was predominantly written in Hebrew and New Testament in Greek so the Old Testament word for spirit or ghost here is ruach ready R U W A <laughs> that ruach or if you're just Australian it's ruach we're allowed to butcher everything. That's our right as Aussies. ruach means uh, it's wind or breath, right? A violent exhalation, a blast of breath. And now you can see the issue here of maybe calling the, calling the third member of the Trinity, the holy breath, the, the, holy, the holy wind, the holy, it kind of goes off in a lot of tangents if you go down that path. The father, son and holy breath. I think that'd be great. Now in the New Testament as we heard is Greek and, and it's mainly pneuma, spelt with a P. This is the one that I, I get my kids with a lot when they start showboating how good they are with spelling. It's jalapeno and pneuma, right? They, they don't get those anyway. But pneuma is a current of air, a blast of breath, a strong breeze. And now you can see kind of the issue that the, the translators were running into often you would need more than one word or a couple of words to describe what, what the authors were intending, what God was kind of revealing about himself. It, remember, the scripture is God's self-revelation to us. And so they ran into this kind of trouble for us in English. of like, what are the right words? How do we describe him the best <coughs> here? And if, this was so spirit and ghost kind of works a lot, but, but Jesus uses this word a lot of times. He uses pneuma. A heap, And in John 6, 63, oh, uh, this is what he says. He says, the words I've spoken to you, they are full of the spirit or pneuma and full of life. They're full of, in other words, breath. And not just any breath, not smelly breath, not, but they're full of this breath of life. The words that I've given to you are full of God's breath breathing back into your lungs. I love this view of it and this understanding of when we, when we grab hold of who the Holy Spirit is and the Spirit of God through revelation and through worship and through community, is, is essentially Jesus pointing out here to us in all these settings, is that when you open your Bible, it is full of breath and life. In, in other words, he's breathing life back into you, that breath back into your lungs. If we use another view of the Holy Spirit, it's that wind back in your sails that fresh air that hits you again. When you get revelation, it is like this fresh air on, when you're hot and muggy. It's that wind in your sails when you're stagnant and being stuck in the doldrums for a while, when the Holy Spirit speaks, when we're in worship, when we are in community right now, what God is intending on doing through the Holy Spirit is just breathing back into you again. You might be feeling a bit flat, on let, let God in, inflate again. You're feeling a bit stale, your faith is being choked out a little bit. It's getting a bit weak. Come on, this is where God just wants to breathe back into you again. Through your revelation, through scripture, through worship, through our joining together as the church, this pneuma, that ruach, that wind and breath sometimes, and I love how it gives us the option. It is that violent exhalation. It is that kind of strong wind. And we feel that every now and then, don't we? The kind of strength of the presence of God. But I want to encourage you right now. What what, what I feel that God is wanting to do is just breathe into us again. Bring back that life again. You might be feeling stagnant. Would you just allow the Holy Spirit just to inflate and to bring that life back? Every time Jesus spoke, it was with the breath of God. Every time we worship, it is inhaling and exhaling the breath of God and honestly church this is my prayer for you each week is that you might experience that fresh wind of the holy spirit again when we gather together when you leave this place that you don't think that this is the ball that cinderella might have turned up and met a few people but you walk out with the breath of god in your lungs that you are understanding of going when i go to work tomorrow when I am parenting later today or wherever it might be, that I am filled with the very life and breath of God and that I might speak that out as well. See, there is a difference for us just talking, I believe, and, and talking with the authority and spirit of God. See, just chatting is kind of identifying problems, but when we are in prayer, when we are speaking with the spirit of God, it is creative. This how the universe was created, right? God spoke. Now we have the very breath of God within us. When we speak, come on, we've got to have faith that maybe it is creative. Maybe that it can see the sick healed. It can see different things in our life change. Why? Well, because I have the very breath of God rolling through my body. When we speak, come on, there is, there is power <coughs> in the Holy Spirit. And so I pray that you would be willing each week as you gather as the church and as small groups and as families, to allow the Holy Spirit to fill you again. No matter where you are in your faith, this is His desire for you to inhale and then hopefully exhale Him more later as you go. <clears throat> so let's keep going with this idea of the you know, Holy Spirit. If this is one of the ways that God has revealed Himself to us as this wind of God, this breath, this, this kind of fresh air is a key description of, of who He is, we'll keep going with it. And I'll just have four quick things that, that liken the Holy Spirit to this wind, this revelation that God has given us. And the first one is, is that we've noticed that wind is unseen. The effects of it might be seen, but wind is unseen. And you can know that, but at the same time, nobody is freaked out when a, a, like, a, like a gust of wind comes past, are they? No one, when it's a hot day and you're outside, or, or the best one I like is I go to cricket every now and then in the summer, And at the Gabba, it seems to be a thousand degrees hotter than everywhere. Uh, And it's muggy and all you are is sweating. But every now and then, this kind of gust of wind travels around and it's like a Mexican wave of relief. And all of a sudden, no one has seen it. You can kind of, you know it's coming, but it hits you and you just go, oh, thank goodness, right? But no one in the stadium goes, oh, what was that? Oh, oh that was weird no one sees someone's shirts kind of crinkling over there and going oh my goodness what is going on over there quick run away before it gets to me and sometimes we have this view of the Holy Spirit when other people are describing him to us of when other people have encountered him or whatever it might be like he's unseen and that freaks me out but this wind of God is unseen and it shouldn't freak us out as believers. It should be something that we know when we encounter it, it will be that refreshing wind. It will be that refreshing breath in us once again. And although we can't run on feelings, it is nice to feel what you run on sometimes. We can't run on feelings. I, I'm always saying it particularly to our youth and young adult in our church is that we can't trust our feelings. If, we were fr- if your feelings were a person, you wouldn't be friends with them. And you know why? Because they're all over the place. They are up and down and roller coasters are fun until you are stuck on one. And that is often the description of our feelings on the ups and downs. We make a lot of decisions based on feelings where if they were a person, we would never take their advice. And we let them dictate and run our life. And although we cannot just trust exclusively our feelings, our God is a personal God there to encounter and experience Him. That no, we can't trust everything that we feel. Going, I didn't feel the presence of God today. Well, faith says He's here. The truth says He is here, and we as believers walk by faith, not just by sight. Even though he's unseen, he's there to experience. He is a personal God. Don't make him into something that he isn't. He's is personal and he's there to be experienced. And this is what I said before, my prayer is that you would experience him over and over again. See, for me, I've got some friends who aren't, aren't Christians, but they tend to watch a lot of our messages online and listen to our podcasts. And they just say, they're just something. I don't understand about three quarters of what is said but there is something about it that I like listening to it. I think that I'm becoming better in some way. I don't notice it. Trust me, they're not sticking around for the jokes. They're not sticking around for the stories. They're sticking around for something that is unseen it's the presence and the power of God. They're hungry for it. The Holy Spirit is unseen and we know this, but it's like that breath of fresh air. People watching online get that breath of fresh air. They don't get it anywhere else. It's only where the presence of God is. They get this breath of fresh air. Second one is that wind is unpredictable. It shifts on us. It's constantly moving. Although we've kind of learned a lot in more modern kind of history science is that we can kind of predict a lot of it. Generally, we don't predict where it goes. We can't control it too much. And this is one of the things that i found that most people don't like about the Holy Spirit is that they don't control him. There's no formula to work with him, to control him, to get him to move in a certain way. Uh, Or or we just, we don't know what to expect. So it's easier not to expect anything. I love this term the Celtic Christians use. Uh, They used to call him in a way that they understood. They used to call him the wild goose is the Holy Spirit. It was father, son, and wild goose. I don't know if that was the three, but that's how I'm saying it. But they used that term because they knew that like, when you had to chase down the wild goose, it was so unpredictable. It would run around, turn left, right, jump, it start attacking you, it'd run into a tree and play dead. It all sorts of things It's what these wild geese would just kind of play around with them. They were so hard to catch and, and, and predict what was going on. And so the church would encourage people going, hey, we have to follow the wild goose. Let, them le- let him lead us. Let him lead where we're going. It could be unpredictable. But this is our Lord, the one who we follow. Remember Romans 8, how it said, hey, the the children of God are the ones who follow the Spirit of God, the ones who are led by the Spirit of God, not the ones who have the wild goose in a sack and bring him out at special times. No, we are the ones that pursue the, the unpredictable one, the one who leads our life in different ways. I love John... 3 verse 8 it says the wind which is numa here this is one of two places the translators decided to use the word wind instead of holy spirit it says the wind blows wherever it pleases you hear its sound but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going so it is with everyone born of the holy spirit so i love this combination here of pairing wind and its leadership in our life and as believers i pray that we grab a hold of this We we seek to get this revelation of going, there's an unpredictability about being a Christian, that there is an adventure part of following the Spirit of God. Just like the disciples never really knew what was going to happen that day in following Jesus. And we look at that. If you follow Jesus through the scripture, you end up in places you would not normally end up. But if we follow the Holy Spirit in our life, I guarantee the same thing. We will end up in places and scenarios. We will see things of God that we would not have anticipated seeing. Why? Well, because He is unpredictable. And that we are to follow His leadership. He is Lord. We are not. That's why I keep saying at the start we cannot just be normal people who happen to go to church. There is a distinct marker on us that we are people who follow the Holy Spirit, the wild goose, the unseen and unpredictable wind of God. The third one is that wind is powerful. (coughs) It can move ships and it can level a city. And many of you, I believe today, are going through something in your own strength and not allowing the Holy Spirit to add to that. We have handcuffed him said maybe because of your unseen and unpredictable nature your power will be handcuffed but i know for me i'm going through plenty of things in my life i'll look at going in my own strength lord this is i'm not going to win this is going to wear me out run me down defeat me and put me under its feet but i know that i'm not alone And I cannot live this alone. I cannot face these things alone. I don't just need the friendliness and the kindness and the joy of the spirit. I need the power of God to to transform me and to see things overcome in the name of Jesus. In Acts chapter one, verse eight says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's not just you will receive community as good as it is. It's not just that you will receive peace as good as peace is, the promise here was that we would receive a supernatural power. Then we would be his witnesses with the way that we testify, with the way that we live, but also the demonstration that we have. It's a shame that we would distance ourselves, I think, from from the power of God because of the packaging that others have put him in. Because the truth is, if we get close to God, we get close to his power that we are to be people who walk in power. And the fourth one is that wind is refreshing. I kind of touched on that before, I won't go into it too much, but, but like in a hot car, when you crack the window. Oh, that's what the Spirit of God does in our life, church. I found so often going into a prayer meeting, the desire to pray is at an all time low. Worship, sometimes church, you go, really? Do we, can we just skip to the part that I want? And i found myself in this time where just give it a couple of minutes and I just go, oh, I needed this. Oh, like I didn't know how thirsty I was until I took a sip. And how dehydrated I was until we had a sip. And this is what the presence of God is like. Sometimes we can just find it painful. I don't want to, how long are we praying for? Do we have to pray again? How many songs? What if we cut it down to two? That would be fine, I'd be cool with that. A 20 minute message too, and maybe I'll get three coffees after. We try to, Can we condense it? But can I tell you that when we step into the presence of God, when we open ourselves up, take the handcuffs off him and just, Lord, have your way. We find ourselves really quickly being refreshed. Like that wind that goes around the Gabba and you hear 50,000 people go, oh, so good. It's like the church when we come back and encounter who the Holy Spirit is. And really this is why I think that this is an important series that the Holy Spirit is too vital of a person that too many of us ignore in our day-to-day life, that we need to be people who follow him. And maybe it's because of a strange name or bad reputation that's falsely being given. I know that when we push him away that we miss out on the very thing that we need to be successful in life, yes, but just to be a Christian, it is impossible without him. Because we try to stay away from the Holy Spirit, we are staying away from God himself. It's not God, the Father, God, the Son, and some strange entity called the Holy Spirit. It is God, the Holy Spirit. And just really quick to finish, Ephesians 4.30 in Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, the message here, he says this, he says, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart, his Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you. It is, or it could be, the most intimate part of your life, if it's not right making it, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. I don't know about you, but I know for me, some fresh air would be nice. A new breath within me, as good as things are going, just Lord, more of you. Help me look more like Jesus. Help me be more effective in my Christian walk. Anyone else just go, if, if I'm gonna do this Christian thing, I'd like to just be more effective in it. I'd like to experience God a little bit more And anyone else here with me. Come on, Holy Spirit, just a just a breath again. Just take the stale out, the broken out, the hurt, and replace it with life. I know your words are filled of spirit, of your breath, and they're filled with life, Lord. I just again. More today, Lord. Lord, I need the power to fulfill the things you've called me to. To be the person you have called me to, the father, the child, the friend, the employee, the, Lord, to do it in the way that you need me, Lord. I just need that wind in my sails again. Things are stale and stagnant. And if that's you this morning, I wanna extend the offer that I believe God puts on the table every day to all of us. As he wants to breathe again, he wants to move in our midst again, move in your life, that fresh air again. Would you allow him? Would you ask him in? Would you say yes to God today? No matter where you are in your faith journey, would you say yes to God again today? When you wake up tomorrow, say, yes, Lord, breathe again. The wind in my sails today. Just that that new life. Now, what I had yesterday was enough for yesterday, but what I need today is something new. Would you say yes to it, church? on, let me pray for you, hey. Father, I thank you. (coughs) Lord, that you give us, not just your son, which we spent some time celebrating, Lord, in Easter of his death and resurrection, not just as an example, Lord, but you gave us another of the same kind, Lord, your Holy Spirit in us. Lord, and today i just pray as the church that we receive that fresh wind we were singing about, what we're asking for, that new anointing, a new touch, Lord, that empowers us to be effective in our Christian walk, that sees our discipleship Lord, yield eternal everlasting fruit, not just friendliness here and now Lord, but something that shifts eternities, changes lives that we would see miracles outworked in our life and in this community or because of, we have you of the same kind of Jesus. The things that we expected of him through the gospels Lord help us expect them of you today. Lord, a desire for you more as i said we can lack a lot of things in our life lord but help us never lack in our hunger our desire pursuit of you holy spirit lord another breath today now we're in this moment of worship maybe you've never asked god into your life you might understand just a little bit of what i'm saying and not much of anything else but i want to assure you that you're not here on accident in fact i believe that god moved a lot of things to ensure that you had the opportunity to say have an encounter with him to meet him personally and i want to give you that opportunity this morning to say yes to god lord i want you in my life i want to know you not just know about you but know you personally to see what he can do in you and through you and maybe you've been away for a while and this is your time to come back that there was a distance between you can i assure you that? Bible says we draw near to him and he draws to us. I believe we take one step, he tends to take a million. So I want to give you that opportunity to say yes again, to renew this commitment saying, Jesus, I want to walk with you and know you. Fill me, Holy Spirit. So if that's you this morning, would you just raise your hand in the air as an outward sign of the inward decision saying, God, I want to know you. Lord, I'm coming back to you. Would you fill me and come into my life? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else this morning? fantastic that's great church if you're a believer here would you pray with these people with me as well they're not in it by themselves in fact that this is the community the family of God so how about we pray for them together Father I thank you that you revealed yourself to your kids this morning nothing eloquence no words did the work it was you Lord and I pray that as we draw closer to you that I know you'll draw much closer to us so thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for us Lord, that he rose again, that our sin, our, our shame, our guilt has been taken care of and that we are a new creation, son and daughter of yours that, Lord, was freely given through, by grace through our faith this morning. So help us walk with you in the ways that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Highfields Message Podcast. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom discover your purpose and to make a difference if you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us we'd love to hear from you you can reach us at highlands.highfields on facebook or instagram or head to highlandschurch.org.au for more resources and information be sure to follow the highlands highfields message podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message we hope to see you in person soon